0: everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. Before we get to this episode, episode 151 of Sorta Awesome, it's time to give a big, sparkly, gold glitter bomb of thanks and gratitude to our Sorta Awesome listener supporters. We love hearing from all of our awesomes about how much of an impact Sorta Awesome has had on your lives in big and small ways. And we are so thankful for those of you who have committed to giving back to Sorta Awesome and our community with your monthly support. We just released a brand new episode for our listener supporters called Pucker Up and Put Your Hair Up. This is our bonus footage from last week's episode 150 when Rebecca and I shared with you our faves and fails from summer 2018. We had even more on our lists that didn't make the cut for the full episode and you'll hear us talking about a kissing booth and first crushes and Rebecca even sort of low key candle shames me in that bonus episode. It's pretty great. And it's available exclusively for our listener supporters. You can find out more about becoming a listener supporter when you go to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. That's sortaawesomeshow.com slash support for more information on how to become a listener supporter of the show. Okay, this is episode 151, and I am so happy today to introduce to y'all an amazing woman who is here to tell us how to host and drink like Julia Child. Her name is Deeni Rao. She's also known on YouTube as Deeni Vino. Deeni has an amazing story that ranges from getting to serve wine to British royalty to getting an MBA from Harvard. Her energy... Her excitement for hosting is so. Contagious and I know you are just going to love hearing from her. And we will get to all of that in just a minute. But first, let's start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. And this week I wanted to do something a little different in this sunny summer episode. I asked the awesomes in our Facebook community if anybody would like to share with the entire listening audience about what's awesome in their lives this week, especially what is making life a little bit more awesome for them. And for their families this summer. You guys, I am so excited because I heard back from some amazing awesomes that you all are going to recognize if you are part of our Sort of Awesome Hangout community. First up, we have one from my longtime dear friend Karen, who many of you know as one of our resident parenting gurus. Her Awesome of the Week doesn't have to do with parenting, though. It's something fun and awesome just for her.
1: Hi Awesomes, this is Karen from Nashville, Tennessee, and I wanted to tell you about my Awesome of the Week, although actually it's probably my Awesome of the Season. It's Trader Joe's Rose Facial Oil, and this stuff is amazing. It will run you about $5.99 for a one-ounce cute little jar. It's in a little glass bottle with a pump top, and this stuff is works miracles, I tell you, Just one pump in the morning, in the evening, after you wash your face, before you put on your moisturizer, and the stuff sinks into your skin. It's like silk. And I just want to tell you that I have been getting so many compliments on how radiant my skin is, and this middle-aged mama needs all the help that she can get. And it's light. It has a beautiful rose scent. And go out and get you some. And if you don't have a Trader Joe's, this is one that is worth finding a friend who will do you a favor and get you some. Trader Joe's Rose Facial Oil. Ladies, this is one skincare product that's affordable that you need.
0: Okay, I love that from Karen. And the next Awesome of the Week we have from Anna, who many of you might know as the co-host of the Post Party Podcast. Anna is here to tell us about how buying nothing has been awesome for her this summer.
1: Hey,
2: I'm Anna Hithersay from Dallas, Texas. And my Awesome of the Week is my Buy Nothing group. A Buy Nothing group is a Facebook group for your neighborhood or city that is for giving and receiving and sharing things. The two big rules are you have to live within the neighborhood or city and you cannot exchange money or trades for things. It's all free. Since joining, I've gotten a glass drink dispenser with a stand, like new handwriting without tears curriculum, wonderful Melissa and Doug floor puzzle, shoes, and lots of other things. And I've been able to give away wooden hangers, a rug, clothing, art supplies, and more, all to my neighbors. You can check for one near you by going to the Buy Nothing Project on Facebook
0: love that. Thank you, Anna. Okay, our next awesome of the week is from a longtime dear friend of mine going back to sorority girl days. This is from my friend, Jana, who's here to tell us about a dress that is awesome for her this summer. And you better believe it does have pockets.
3: Hey, awesomes, I have a great recommendation for you. Um, I'm feeling a little bit basic here, but it's a maxi dress from Amazon. The company name which I can't pronounce, is spelled O-U-G-E-S. And it's a women's V-neck pattern pocket maxi long dress. Um, that's the full name of the description. Women's V-neck pattern pocket maxi long dress. Uh, it comes in about a dozen different patterns and styles. Um, it ranges in size from small up to three eggs it lays beautifully. The fabric feels great. It has some really kind of unusual patterns. I have the black with gray flowers, but I'm looking to order uh, a few more patterns. I've worn this dress in Vegas to work, on vacation. Like it's just really the perfect dress for every occasion, just depending on how you accessorize it. So give this dress a try. It's, it lays beautifully. I've never left a review on Amazon and I did on this dress. That's how much I love it. And it's under $30. So um again, O-U-G-E-S is the company name on Amazon, and it's a women's v-neck pattern pocket maxi long dress, and it has pockets in the maxi dress, so there's nothing else you need in life.
0: Thank you, Jonna. Finally, our last awesome of the week from our community comes to us from all the way in Afghanistan. Lots of you all in the sort of awesome hangout community know Carolyn. She lives overseas. She's an expat living in Afghanistan, and she has a special Awesome of the Week that is open to all of our awesomes, especially those listening around the
4: world. Hi, awesomes. My name is Carolyn. I'm an American from Colorado, but our family lives in Afghanistan. And I wanted to share an awesome because a lot of times on sort of international uh, spinoff We kind of are sad about the things that Kelly and Rebecca and Megan talk about that we don't have access to, Amazon things and stuff like that. But I'm very excited because I have found an awesome for our family that I think other international awesomes would also like. And that is an app for the iPad, and it is called Epic, E-P-I-C, Epic. It's a library app for kids. I have three kids, two of which are excellent readers and it's very hard to keep them in books. Where we live, we don't have access. There aren't libraries in Afghanistan. So we do a lot of reading on Kindle um, and some on Overdrive, but there's always wait lists. This has such a wide range of books and there's no wait list. My third kid, has Down syndrome. And Epic has tons and tons of read-to-me books, audio books, but with pictures, which we have not been able to really find on Overdrive. Uh, It's about $7 a month subscription, and we are finding it to be just a really excellent thing for our family, uh, for all of our kids, the high readers and the kids who need Uh, a little extra help. It's been fantastic.
0: Okay, you guys, wasn't that so fun? I love hearing from the awesomes. It's one of my favorite things to do on the show is feature your voices. You guys always have the best ideas. And I cannot tell you how many times I have learned something new, something I have found new discoveries from our awesomes, especially in our Awesome of the Week threads. My Awesome of the Week this week, however, is one that was mentioned briefly on a previous Summer List show. Our friend and co-host Kelly talked about how awesome it was to have ice cream pop molds for making your own um, popsicles, ice cream pops during the summer for yourself or for your kids. I went back to the show notes from that episode, I think it was our very first Summer List episode, to find exactly what kind she had talked about because I knew that this summer, I wanted to keep our family eating as low sugar as possible. And sometimes that's really tricky when it comes to summer sweet treats. So I went back and checked the show notes and I found that she had talked about a specific kind of ice cream pop mold from a company called Mastrad. It's the spiral ice cream pop mold. These are silicone ice cream pops or popsicle molds. And what I super, super love about them, first of all, they are so easy to peel the silicone mold away from whatever you are have frozen. I have so many memories of being a kid and my mom making homemade popsicles or fudge pops and the, just being practically impossible to get the popsicle out of the mold. And a lot of the times it was like mostly melted and gummy and gunky by the time you got it out of the mold. I love these silicone molds. You just peel them off and your popsicle is ready to eat. The other great thing about these is that the base kind of has a cup shape to it. So when your kids are eating them and they start dripping, maybe you send them all outside with a popsicle for an afternoon outdoor nature break, spend time outdoors kind of break, and it starts melting. These cups on the base catch all of the popsicle that as it's melting. So it's a lot easier cleanup. And I super love that it comes in a stand so that it keeps it from knocking over and spilling out whatever you're freezing all throughout your freezer. We have been freezing just flavored water, which has been kind of fantastic for a summer sweet treat, but you could also, and we've done some yogurt, frozen yogurt pops, super easy. If you like to make your own ice cream mixes, you could do that. It's just so nice to be able to have a little bit more control over what your kids are eating and still do fun sweet treats that you would only do in the summer. Now, again, I got the Mastrid spiral ice cream popsicle molds that are the silicone kind. I got them at Target. It looks like Target's sold out. But you can find them at Bed Bath & Beyond and a few other places around the web. But I think really any silicone popsicle pop mold would be really fantastic for this time of year. And it's a great thing that you can keep and use summer after summer after summer. So fantastic. And I'm so thankful for Kelly for bringing that awesome into my life, even though that was a few years ago. And I'm just now checking them out. I'm so glad I finally did. Okay, I've been talking a lot about our Sort of Awesome Hangout community today on the show. If you're not part of our community over on Facebook, we sure would love to have you. Every single Friday, we open up the floor for you all to share your awesomes of the week. And if you haven't joined us, you can find us over on facebook.com slash groups slash Sort of Awesome Hangout. Hey Awesomes, as you all know and as I've talked about many times on the show, I am definitely a highly sensitive person and one of my biggest sensitivities is in the realm of smells and scents. And because of that, it has been a long time since I have worn perfume because so many perfumes are so heavy, they literally give me a headache to smell them and I certainly can't wear them all day. I am so happy to tell you that all of that has changed now that I have discovered Skylar. Skylar is a sponsor for today's episode, and they are a self-care lifestyle brand that is centered all around the wonderful world of scents. Skylar's perfumes are made from natural ingredients. They are free of parabens, phthalates, and other potentially harmful chemicals. Their formula is hypoallergenic, so it's skin safe and non-irritating. I also love that Skylar's scents are cruelty-free. They're vegan. They are never tested on animals. And Skylar offers a sample palette, which gives you the chance to experience all four of their scents before you commit to one of them. So they have four main scents. They have which is spicy, warm, and seductive. Coral, which is fruity, floral, and flirty. Isle, which is clean, dewy, and fresh. And meadow, floral, elegant, and beautiful. I have to tell you, I have fallen completely in love with the Isle scent. I love that clean, crisp, ocean-inspired scent. It is my new favorite thing. All of Skylar's perfumes are consciously crafted with a blend of real flowers, fresh fruit, essential oils, and botanicals to create smooth, natural and refined scents unlike any other. And for a limited time offer, you can try the Skylar Sample Palette with free shipping, plus get a $20 credit toward your next full-size perfume purchase when you visit skylar.com slash awesome. That's Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R.com slash awesome. And for a limited time, you can try that Skylar sampler palette with free shipping, skylar.com slash awesome. Thank you, Skylar. Okay, yes. So here we are, episode 151. And as promised, I cannot wait to introduce you to Dini Rao, who is going to talk to us and inspire us to be able to host and drink like the famous, wonderful icon of entertaining, of cooking, of bringing people into your home and preparing delicious food for them, Julia Child. I think probably Julia was an awesome who was just awesome before her time. Dini has so many great insights about hosting and entertaining, about choosing the right wine, about choosing fun, relaxed, laid back wines so that you don't have to stress about that. This interview was fantastic and I had so much fun with Dini and I know that you're going to love it. So let's get right to the show. Well, Awesomes, I am so excited about this episode and I know y'all are going to love it too. A topic that comes up so often in our Hangout community on Facebook is hospitality and entertaining. And since we here at Sort of Awesome are all about finding the most awesome people on the planet to teach us what we need to know to be more awesome in our everyday lives, I know you are going to love our guest today. Dini Rao is here with us, and her mission is helping people build more meaningful relationships, live better, and drink more wine. Dini goes by Dini Vino on YouTube, where she has launched a brand new channel to help you gather and live well. Dini has hosted wine tastings for British royalty as a wine expert at Christie's auctions. She has poured wine for celebrities as a top sommelier, sommelier. I can't, I'm so bad with that word, Dini. I'm so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. And she also has a Harvard MBA. Dini's a hostess, a friend, and a mom. And so, Dini, welcome to of. Awesome. I'm so sorry for butchering, like, one of the main parts of what you have done in your past.
2: <laughs> no, I love it, because that's exactly what's wrong with the wine world. Why do we have words like that that nobody can pronounce?
0: <laughs> okay, I'm so glad it's not just me. It's my oaky side coming out for sure that I'm just tumbling <laughs> <Yeah>. that word. <laughs> Yes, and I love your show, so I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, thank you so much. So glad that you are here. When we very first started emailing about you coming to Sorta Awesome, we were kind of talking about some different topics that you could cover. We talked about you telling us what we need to know about how to drink and host like Julia Child, which I am dying to talk about. But first, before we get to all of that, I would love to just hear your story because you have some amazing things here in your past that you have been able to do. So let's just kind of start at the beginning and tell us your story leading up to the creation of your YouTube channel.
2: Yeah. So I attribute my mom for so much of it because my mom is just like the most incredible hostess. She would always have people over, you know, I grew up in the Indian culture and for us gathering with people and connecting with people was synonymous with eating. So it was all food and like when we're having one meal, we're already talking about what we're going to have for the next meal. Love it. There was a lot of that going on and I became her kitchen taste tester. I would taste all the foods and I would tell her like, oh, I think it needs a little more cumin or you forgot to toast the coriander. And that was my foundation. Little did I know for wine tasting. And then when I was 17 years old, we were visiting colleges. And I think my mom was hoping I would get inspired to go become a doctor or a scientist or engineer. And instead, we made a little stopover at a winery in upstate New York, and I fell in love. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such amazing extension of food and family and gathering, and it is tied to the earth. And I was just like, oh, this is what I want to do for the
3: rest of my life.
0: Amazing. I love it. I literally have chill bumps listening to that because I... Love to hear those moments of it seems like kismet, but it's like you just meet your fate sometimes totally unexpectedly. And I love that story. That's so great. And to be able to experience that at a young age and it really have that change the direction for your life is
2: really amazing. Exactly. I mean, even at the time, my mom was like, sure, sure, you want to work in wine for the rest of your (laughs) life. You don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. But little did she know how like single minded I can be. And stubborn. So I did. From there, I just took it and I found every wine job I could. I worked part-time at a wine store when I was in college. I worked at a winery. I got a job as a sommelier at a really top restaurant in Boston, which was incredible. That's where I got to pour wine for celebrities and travel the world tasting wine with people all over the world. And then I just kind of kept building from there, ended up at Christie's Auction House, Really wines that no one else in the whole world has been able to taste. Oh my gosh. First vintage of Dom Perignon ever made. Wines that were used to toast the Declaration of Independence. I would always pinch myself at work saying like, wow, do I really get to do this? So the passion just grew and grew and I was such a seeker. So I was looking for it everywhere. But what I kept finding in the wine world is that it is an archaic industry and it is led primarily by men. (laughs) And Uh so I was like, oh, you know what's missing from this industry? And I think part of the reason why wine becomes so scary and all that is that there aren't more women in it.
0: Mm. Interesting. That's a great insight. I can see how that dynamic of it being sort of male dominated would maybe in some ways make it feel a little bit more exclusive and maybe not always in a good way. (laughs) And maybe I also wonder if that means it's kind of missing some of the warmth that women can bring to a dynamic, especially when it comes to things
2: like food and eating and gathering at the table. You got it. That's exactly it. I mean, I worked at Amazon. We raised $50 million at another company of venture capital money to build big things in the wine industry. But it was always discussions about bottles. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not people. Yes. Yeah. It's like women, we are the epicenter of family. We know how to gather people, how to connect. And for us, I think wine is just an extension of that. It's an extension of food and feasting and family. So I was like, ah, how do I do this? How do I bring that? How do I bring me more to the wine world? Because I was guilty of talking about bottles too. Sure, sure, yeah. (laughs) I went to Harvard Business School and I was like, I want to learn. I want to learn how to be able to sit at the table and bring myself more to it and bring some of these more feminine insights to all of it. And that's why I launched the YouTube channel too. I actually had a big shift one night when my second daughter was born. She had a lot of health difficulties in the beginning. And so here I was, this person that was used to gathering people around me all the time and having people over. And in one of the most difficult periods of my life, I found that I was very isolated. Mm, Yes. I didn't have the time to entertain in the perfect way that I always used to. And so I had to just give up my pride and my perfection Mm -hmm. and say, you know, if the house isn't clean, so what? I'm having people over anyways. Yes. (laughs) And that's when we started this tradition of just having family dinners. And we would invite people over even when our kids were really little. And most people think they can't host and they can't have people over. And we said, you know, we're going to do it anyways. Even if it means ordering takeout pizza, we're going to have people over. We're going to make sure we still have those connections. We're still going to open a bottle of wine and gather, and we're going to do it. I love
0: that. We actually, in our Hangout community, often have discussions about this, and I'm guilty of this myself. I have four children, including two twin boys who are a mess (laughs) all the time, walking messes. And I think what you said is so important. I found that I tend to kind of let my pride and what people might think about me, who I am as a mom, as a wife, it makes it harder to just like say, okay, everybody just come over, come as you are. (laughs) And so, but we talk about this a lot in our community. The idea of just like keeping it easy, keeping it simple, like you said, ordering pizza, ordering takeout. Some families will do like a big spaghetti night where they just like make a big pot of pasta and sauce and then people can bring sides if they want to or desserts. You know, just something where it's really approachable and manageable for real
2: life. I love that. That is exactly what I'm talking about. How do we make that easier for women? How do we make it easier and more doable so that people do it more often. That's the key.
0: I think that is the key. And I do think it's one of those things where the more you do it, the more you kind of relax about it and realize like, I can do this. It's actually going to be fine. And If there's smudge marks on the door and you know the windows are dirty or whatever, (laughs) the floor hasn't been vacuumed. It's like everybody's gonna still be okay.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I'm so glad you get it. Yes. Okay,
0: so now you have launched your YouTube channel so that you can kind of begin to spread the message of making this whole realm of hosting and food and the table and entertaining and wine approachable to others. I have to tell you. The very first series that I watched from your channel is Five Wines to Keep Stocked Always, which is amazing and so helpful. Thank you. I really love that, especially you talk about having a good Italian red on hand, particularly a Barbera, which I had not had before. But after I watched that video, went straight to pick up some Italian reds, got a couple of bottles of Barbera. My husband and I were like, Dini's a genius. She's totally
2: right. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. You are a perfect success story. Yeah. What I want people to feel comfortable doing. Just going out, try something new, have the experience. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, particularly
0: if you did not grow up with a familiarity with wine, if it wasn't something that your family had in the house a lot or for whatever reason, Sometimes you really do just want someone to
2: be like, just tell me what to buy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: Because it can be a little overwhelming.
2: And actually, that's funny, because I think that is what I'm trying to do with a YouTube channel is I have the authority of all the background I have. So I've got all the information. But really, what I want to use that expertise for is to help you figure out which rules you can totally throw out the door. And which are the ones that are key and that will actually help you enjoy the wine more so that you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to follow this. This is good. I know Dini's not going to leave me wrong. (laughs) Yes, that's
0: what we need for sure. Somebody just kind of hold our hand and walk us through it. Especially when it comes to picking something that's going to be good. A lot of times you're like, gosh, you know, I don't want to waste my money on something that's going to end up being a bummer, which all of us, I think, have had that experience of like, oh, the label looks really good or it had, you know, it scored high points or whatever, and then it's a bummer. But something that I really love that you just put up on your channel was a brand new video on picking and serving boxed wine, which, hello, a lot of us think like, oh gosh, Should I even admit that I buy boxed wine or drink boxed wine, but I loved your story. In fact, why don't you just kind of give us like a little synopsis of what you learned through your latest boxed wine discovery?
2: Yeah, I've always wanted to like boxed wine, funny enough, because it's a great idea. You get to keep it in your fridge. You get to have a little bit of wine as you want. And it actually preserves the wine really well. So it stays in good condition, fresh for up to six weeks, which is incredible, right? It's you amazing. open a bottle and you can only keep that open for like a few days, maybe. Yeah. So it makes so much sense. And now I finally found box wine is better and better quality. So it tastes good. And even better, I finally found this packaging that I thought was so, so beautiful. So now I'm not even ashamed. I had my daughter's second birthday party and I served it there. And everybody knows that, you know, like, okay, we're looking at what Dini's serving. Right. Yes. I felt totally comfortable and it stayed cold the entire time. It saves on waste. You don't have as many bottles you're throwing away. It's cheaper. So you actually get to spend more money on the wine, meaning you get better quality wine for what you're paying. Talk about wanting to have better wine. Yes. That's the best thing. Stop paying for the bottle.
0: Right, right. I have so much affection for boxed wine because the very first glass of wine that I ever had in my whole life
2: (laughs) was from a box. Awesome. Most of us, right?
0: (laughs) It was at one of my sorority sister's bachelorette parties, and we just thought we were so very grown up.
2: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's not far away from my first experience in wine.
0: And you know what? That's so funny, too. That brings up a great point. I do feel like that's one of those things that's kind of a marker in our life. The first time I ever had a glass of this was at this occasion or the best bottle we ever had. My husband and I tend to save the corks for the wines that we get for special occasions and stuff. So I do think that as we begin to incorporate these things just the aspects of life and hospitality and food and eating and feasting that they really do become markers of celebrations and other moments along the way.
2: Exactly. You bring me to one of the other things I love, love, love about wine is sometimes it helps us just pause, especially when we're busy moms and everything. We just pause and you take in a deep breath, you take in a sip. It's like punctuating moments of life, like bringing more presence, bringing more celebration, more festivity. Yes, I think wine has a great power to do that and to help us connect with each other. Like how many great conversations have you had with your girlfriend sitting around having a glass of wine and like really connecting with each other? So many, so many great conversations over wine for sure. Absolutely. I'm not advocating that everyone's got to go out and become right? but (laughs) can be there And there doesn't need to be these big obstacles or barriers about it. Right. Exactly. I think that is so
0: true. And a lot of times we do, we maybe get intimidated or overwhelmed and then we just end up leaving it out of our little everyday celebrations even. So anyway, really, truly you guys, of course, we're going to put links to lots of Dini's videos in the show notes for this episode so that you can go find them. So you can especially go find the boxed wine that she found that really is such pretty packaging. And I love that it actually stayed cold throughout the whole outdoor party. party. That was amazing. It was like
2: 90 degrees. It was so hot.
0: That's incredible. That's a perfect summer wine for sure. And then her series on five wines to keep stocked is so good. So good. Okay, let's get to this Julia Child stuff, because I am just fascinated. I know, as we were preparing for this episode, you mentioned that Julia Child, she and her legacy, what she was about in the world has really had a big impact. I mean, obviously, on the whole direction that your life ended up taking. So we had kind of talked about like, how do you find yourself in a place where you can be like, I can drink and host like Julia Child, who's this icon of great living and great eating.
2: Yes, exactly. She's such an inspiration to me. And at first it was because I thought, oh my God, she knows how to make cocoa. She does all these like oat cuisine. She has all this incredible knowledge. But as I grew to know her and I had the great fortune of being able to meet her a few times and we actually cooked a dinner in her kitchen before we up to the Smithsonian. Are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> Yeah, it was such an incredible treat to be in her house, in her kitchen. Wow. And watching her host. Yes. And the thing I was most shocked by is that as she has all these people in her house who have paid we were hosting a dinner as a fundraiser. So there were people who paid, I think, like thousands of dollars to be there. Yeah. And she was just as cool as a cucumber and having the time of her life. So I wouldn't say just cool, but she was just festive and having fun and drinking some pink busy wine and just full of joy and cheer. Yes. And it reminded me a lot of some of her most famous cooking videos where she would have these blops, right? A lot of people remember there was this potato pancake that she had where she was flipping it over and flipped her pan and it totally landed outside of the pan. Yes. And normally now, and especially you and I, we do a lot of editing with our show, So we think about, okay, I totally would have edited that out. But she did all of us such a huge favor and she kept it in and she handled it with grace. And she was like, yeah, I'm totally human. That happened. And you know what? If that happens to you, here's what you can do. You just put it back in and nobody will know the difference. (laughs) And it's like, that's the way she led her life. And that's like, goes along with, I think what a lot of us aspire to be. It's like, we want to be perfect. We think we have to be perfect. But if we just let go of that and kind of hold on to our inner Julia child in all of us and realize it's really more about having fun, embracing our mistakes, not taking ourselves too seriously then we can actually host more often and get more connections. And we also have the effect of making our guests feel more at home. That's what I love about what she did. She didn't focus so much on the food and the little details. She was really focused on the people. right? And more to make your guests feel comfortable for you to embrace all the little things that go wrong and all the things that are imperfect because then your guests feel comfortable. Like they feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about if I drop a crumb on her carpet. Yes,
0: I think that's so true. I'm sure all of us have been in situations, whether it's a fancy restaurant or even in someone's home. And the whole like sort of vibe of the place is like, don't spill anything. Don't mess up. Don't use the wrong fork you got to hit all of the right points here. And I don't think that probably any of us would be like, that was the best dinner I ever had.
2: <laughs> you no, know? it's amazing. And we don't get our end goal. We forget that the thing we really wanted was not to be seen as perfect. We wanted to connect. And when there's that facade up of perfection, we're not letting our genuine selves out to even be connected with.
0: Absolutely, because I do think that all of us are really even when it's not at the front of our minds, even when we're not super conscious about it, we are looking for those connections. And I think a huge connection point really can be in our imperfections. All of us want to know, like, I personally would not mind going over to someone's house and seeing, like, oh my gosh, maybe it's been a while since they vacuumed. I would feel so much better, <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly, about
0: my own living room rag than if I saw that. Oh gosh, it's fine. Like other people, sometimes get a little behind on the housekeeping too. That would be such a point of connection for me that I would genuinely feel like, okay, this is a place where I can just relax. I think all of us are looking for where can we be ourselves? Where can we show who we really are to other people? And is it going to be? Is this a safe place to do that? So I'm such a huge believer in the energy that we convey. And I myself as a hostess, I have been on both ends of that. I have been a really super uptight person. And I think that that energy kind of you know, it can't help but to convey to the people that you have in your home. And then I've also been on the other end of it is just like, this is just how we are, everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Doesn't that feel so good? Where <laughs> You're just like, it really does. It really does. It's like when you let go of control, sometimes too, you allow the best things to happen at your dinner parties or at your gatherings things that you never would have expected or planned for. Like my daughter, we were making pizza the other night and she decided she was going to make it snow with the flour. And inside I was like, oh no, oh no. (laughs) All the flour is going to go everywhere and I will never be able to clean it up. But then when she made it snow, like a friend got really into it and started taking pictures. And it was just like this really magical moment that I don't think we could ever recreate in our lives.
0: Exactly. Yes. And, you know, to just kind of go back to what you're saying about Julia Child and getting to experience her in her own home and in her own kitchen. Yes, I'm confident that the food was divine, of course. But I'm sure that even Julia Child served a few dinners that were just like the food was meh. But the company of getting to be with somebody who's clearly having a great time yes, is what makes a difference. And I think that, like you said, just like the little memories that you can build along the way that really capture the heart of what your home is about. And if you are creating a home where it's like, yeah, sometimes we're messy. And sometimes we got to spend a little extra time with cleanup, but you've captured that moment
2: of making a memory. Exactly. And that actually reminds me of another thing Julia used to say, which is don't apologize. (gasps) I would always tell Uh. you this. Don't apologize. And women, we do this all the time. We're always apologizing for everything. And so we see our imperfections. And so we're always apologizing. Oh, the fish was overcooked. This happened. I'm so sorry. My house is so messy and all of that. And she said, stop doing that. Because when you do that, you minimize the great effort of even the fact that you have people over in the first place. True. And you bring everybody's attention to the things that you think (laughs) are great. And they don't want to know that. They just want to enjoy. So why are you telling them all that stuff?
0: It's so true. And then it also kind of, I'm sure you've experienced this too in some different situations. When people are like apologizing and maybe even overly apologizing for something it sets up this like weird dynamic where then the guest is like, no, no, it's okay. It's almost like the guest turns into the one who's like reassuring the hostess, like everything's fine when it should be the other way around. The hostess should be the one who's like, just everything's cool. Don't even worry about it. Exactly. That's really great advice. My husband often is reminding me of that because there's something about chicken. I have a hard time probably because in longtime listeners of Sort of Awesome know this is true. I, for a very long time, did not cook chicken a lot myself because I have this very weird aversion to the smell and texture <laughs> of raw chicken. I wish everybody could see DD's Dee face right now. <laughs> She's kind of like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> I was like, "Interesting." But since I have not had a lot of practice cooking it, I actually do mess it up. I either undercook it or overcook it a lot. And I'm always like, oh, my gosh, the chicken is terrible. It's so dry. I'm so sorry. You know, and I will just go on and on to the point where he's like, please stop apologizing. We're (laughs) eating it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They will live to eat another day. Don't worry about it. But it does. It kind of creates almost like there's a sense of just like kind of puts a strain on the dynamic. And when you're hosting, that's the opposite of what you want to convey for your guests, for
2: sure. Exactly. And meanwhile, we can get you some really good recipes. Where you don't have to worry if the chicken's over. Good. Just make it easier on yourself so that you don't need to get it perfect.
0: I could totally use those. Probably, you know, if I was having people over, I would never try to cook chicken. <laughs> I could foresee disaster with that for sure. So. Any other thoughts on Julia Child that you, again, from somebody who got to actually spend time with her and have that experience and really get to see her in her element? I would love to hear if there's other thoughts on Julia Child that would be great takeaways for those of us who are just kind of like living out our normal everyday lives.
2: Yeah. I think the zest with which she lived her life, like adding that passion and that zeal, you know, people always think that, oh, I've got to find that thing that I'm really passionate about. People say that to me all the time. They're like, oh, Dini, it's so cool. You found wine. And then you got to lead a passionate life. And it's like, no, if you saw Julia, whether she was eating her French onion soup or traveling to a new country or whatever she was doing, like she just decided to be passionate about that. It wasn't like she was waiting for other things to give her that. Like she just had zeal and zest and went after things, went after the way she wanted to be in her life. Like she wanted to be joyful. So she chose Mm. that. And then she found things to be inspired about to support that. So I think you don't have to wait and find that from external sources.
0: I love that. I love that. That's something I'm always trying to convey to my kids is that you will have as much fun as you make up your mind to have. If you go into a situation like, oh, this is not great, or I don't like this, or I wish we weren't doing this then yes, of course, it's going to be terrible. But if you make up your mind to have fun with something, then you might be surprised. It might actually be fun. (laughs) Exactly. Yes.
2: And that's what, like again, it all goes back to hosting and eating and drinking wine. It's like all of these things were meant to be fun aspects of our life. They meant to create a good life for ourselves. So the moment we start worrying about like, did I serve this wine correctly? Did I pronounce it correctly? Did I have the right food? Did it was everything the right temperature and all that? We're not doing what we intended to do. Yes,
0: so true. Well, before we wrap up, I would love to know, I mean, I know that this is very obvious that this is your passion and you are doing an amazing job of putting this, not just the information out into the world, because I mean, anybody can read a magazine article or there's, I'm sure lots of books that are available about these things, but truly the warmth that you saw missing in the wine industry, there's no doubt you are conveying it through your YouTube channel. It's the perfect medium for you. Thank you. So fun. And definitely, like I said, we'll be linking to some of your videos for people to go check out. But before we wrap up, I would love to know, like, what's kind of a big thing about hosting or hospitality or even specifically about wine
2: that you wish everybody knew? Yeah. It's not perfection. It's connection. Mm, So good. (laughs) It's so true. It's a little bit cheesy to say that, but it's just like, I want to put it everywhere on my walls. I want to put it everywhere. So I just keep remembering that. It's the same with wine. It's the same with hosting, the cooking that we do, all of it, our parenting. It's like if we let go of perfection, that's when we can have the real connection to ourselves, to our own values, to other people. And like, really, that's what we want in our lives. So go for that.
0: Love it. That's the perfect way to end. Before we do wrap up, I would love to know, besides your YouTube channel, are there other places on social media that we can find you and connect with you yes. so that we can keep up with your adventures along the way?
2: Yes. And I invite everybody, you and all of your listeners, ask me all of your questions. There is no dumb question. You can find me on Twitter, Deanie Vino. On Instagram, I'm Dini Vino Graham. I have a Facebook page for Deanie Vino too. So find me in all of those places and ask me your questions. I will love, love, love to help you. And I bet there's other people that have the same question.
4: I
0: love that. Thank you so much for that. I mean, here we are in summer. It's really perfect entertaining season, especially for casual entertaining in terms of cookouts and grill outs and barbecues and summer birthday parties and all of those things. So hopefully you awesomes who are listening are getting inspired to let go of the perfection and just find those moments of connection. Dini, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for coming to Sorta Awesome. So appreciate it. Thank you. Just as a reminder, Awesomes, you can find me on Instagram at Sorta awesome Meg. You can find the show over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer, and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer, and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com.